as a preschool teacher, if you are struggling to get your preschoolers engaged during story time, and if you want to deepen their learning on any topic, we've got something exciting for you. Stay tuned because in this episode, we are going to teach you how to create a story basket so that you can enrich children's lives with a deeper meaning for every single story and truly bring the story to life. As mothers who need to add money to the family budget, we thought we only had two options. Get a job and put our kids in daycare or start a home daycare. But what if there was a third option, a better way that would allow you to create a consistent income and make a difference in children's lives while still staying home with your kids? I'm Joy Anderson, and this is the Preschool All-Stars Podcast, where I'm going to share exactly how myself and thousands of other moms have created successful preschools so you can do the same. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome back to the Preschool All-Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Joy Anderson. And with me today is my good friend, Michelle Anderson. She has over 25 years experience in the early childhood education space, and she has put together an amazing, amazing thing. She is the creator of This Is Why I Teach EC, as well as the creator of the Story Basketeers membership. And if anything, I am super excited to talk to you about this because helping children be able to to deepen their learning on any topic that you mentioned. That's exciting. I can't wait. So before we dive into that, how did this all start for you? Tell me back to your story of why this all came to be. So this all started from starting a Facebook page. So I was aware that there are amazing Facebook pages out there, but there weren't many for New Zealanders. So I wanted to create something that would inspire and celebrate teaching in New Zealand. So that's what I started out with. I started a page, people came, but it grew beyond New Zealand. It grew to people in the UK and the United States. And so I listened to what teachers were wanting, what parents were wanting, and invited them to share with me what they needed. But the way Story Basketeers came about is, I had created a story basket back in the 90s when I first trained and then I went into lecturing and I took time off lecturing to go out and do relieving. And while I was out there, I was like, oh, I remember those story baskets. So again, I created those story baskets because they were play-based, they enriched learning, they could cover any curriculum topic and expand on what the children were really interested in. So it excited me to be able to create something. So it's similar to story sacks that were around in the 90s, so perhaps you've heard of those, but I found that those were in a bag and they were like the teachers and they were somewhere safe and prized. Whereas a story basket is something that either the teacher can use or the parent can use to do a mat time or a spontaneous group time, or it can be specifically just for a child or children to explore and co-construct and and discover, retell. There's so many learning opportunities. That's why I'm so excited and passionate about story baskets. So from there, I shared that on my page. And then I got teachers asking me, how did you make it? How do you know what book to choose? What do you put into it? I tried one. It didn't work. So all of that made me think, well, maybe I should offer help to make these story baskets because I know the value in them. So I did. I just said, well, would you be interested in, say, a challenge where I taught you how to make a story basket in seven days 
and share it with children. And they're like, yes, 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 I want to do that. So I did that and that's been really successful and I've really enjoyed it. So that's one of the methods I use. And then from that, I was like, well, what's next? And they're like, well, we want more, we want more. So from that came the membership Story Basketeers. And in fact, one of the members, I put it out there, one of the members named the membership group as well. So it wasn't me that named it, it was them. So it's their group as much as it is mine. And I just love being able to create, but create with them as well. So we do it together. It's not like I just put it out there. We do it and we go along each month creating new story baskets. I provide a pattern. But then I found, so it's always evolving. So I found that teachers were like time poor. So I created videos about creating a story basket on the fly from items around your early childhood setting or from your home in a matter of minutes. I've also created videos in the membership where they brainstorm. And then I have little mini challenges in there as well. I'm just about to film one on creating story baskets for non-fiction books because it's not just about fiction books. That's awesome. Now, for those who aren't familiar, we've heard of doing stories with felt, uh, but we're not talking about that. When you use the two words story basket, help like a beginner. What does that look like? What is a story basket? So basically a story basket is a basket, a cloth, a book, and then items in there that will support a child to retell, reimagine, re-engage with the story so it's really simple and that's why it can be from anything around your preschool anything um, in the home or you can make things so if you're a crafter or you like making different things or you really enjoy sustainable loose parts so these loose parts can go into a basket so it's every gamut and every philosophy that you're interested in can go into a story basket but it's basic it's a basket a cloth and a book. And the cloth's really important. The cloth is part of the texture. And so when you, you know, drill down into what's in a story basket, you need things that are hands-on that the children want to play with and engage with. And the cloth is the start of that. It's sort of a invitation of what else is going to be there. And I use the cloth, um, be it green for grass or blue for waves. You can use different kind of material that's textured as well to make it inviting and engaging. And you'll find that because it's in a basket, it's transportable. So it might end up on a table and become a small world or it might go outside in the garden and all the little creatures or resources are used in that way. So it's not like this is it. This is where it is. This is where it stays. It can be transportable. It can be magical, really. And that's what I love about a story basket is that it can be whatever the child or the teacher or the parent would like it to be. I love that. And you mentioned that a story basket helps the children to retell and re-engage. And that cloth, like that's exactly what I was thinking of. You know, baskets sometimes with the textures of the basket, those are fun. But that cloth is a truly inviting piece. And then, like you said, have a blue for the ocean or green for grass. And that becomes the setting almost for what's about to transpire. Uh, Let's go back now. Thanks for explaining what a story basket is. Let's talk about how do you introduce the story basket to our preschoolers? It's a great question. So for children, there are two ways of doing it. So 
One is the teacher. So this is what I found from my audience, not just from me. So initially story baskets were, I just put them out for the children to engage and play with. But I found that there were teachers and parents who wanted to use it to retell stories and bring it to life. So there's two ways of being able to do it. So one is, like I mentioned, mat times, spontaneous group times, where they use the resources to bring the story to life, to be um, engaged as a storyteller and draw the children in. The other way is to set the story basket out and children just engage with it and play with it and it becomes their own. And there's no real teacher involvement, I suppose. It's theirs. It's theirs to have, theirs to hold, and theirs to tell. So would you suggest ever a preschool teacher to read the story with the book and have the children have the materials in their hands as they're first introducing it? Would that be an opportunity as well? Or Definitely. So you know your own children. You know them well. So for different age groups or different combinations of children, definitely introducing it, role modeling, showing them how it can be used and and how you would use it. But trying not to add too much of that because then you are writing the story and the imagination for them. So that's why the two different ways of doing it is really good. So perhaps you would introduce the story basket, but not necessarily the one that you would put out next. So that way you're not influencing how it should be told and played with and what should be done, but definitely introducing it in that way. But I have um, relieved in an early childhood setting and I just put a story basket out for the children. They were two-year-olds. They just went along and they discovered. Now, the exciting thing about a story basket is that children add to it as well. So the items I put in there they liked them, but they went off and they wanted something else. So they got something else and put it in there because that's what they wanted to go with that story. So, of course, I would observe what it was that they were adding to it in order to either extend on that story basket or create another one for the next day, the next week for them. So it's like an ongoing learning for not only for myself, but also for them to find out what their interests are and how I can extend them. And so I have heard that you can use a story basket for any curriculum, any topic to deepen and broaden that idea. Can you give me some examples? So, for example, I have used it. So at the moment, frogs and tadpoles are of interest here in New Zealand. So um, a lot of children are asking those factual questions, and that's why that's led into doing a nonfiction. So it's having different items. So you could have the life cycle of, say, the frog or the plant and have those different items in there. And they can retell. They can look at the book if they wish to. Some of them don't even choose to do that. And then they'll retell the story or the life cycle. So that's one example. If you have dinosaur fans who love dinosaurs, but perhaps don't engage in storytelling or aren't so keen on literacy, if you create a story basket for them and there's dinosaurs in there, they'll want to play with the dinosaurs. So you may want to sit with them and, you know, talk about the dinosaurs with them, or you may just want to watch them engage with the dinosaurs and then, oh, that story. And often they'll want to know what the story is. So there's that sort of sideways into that literacy and and reading and books. So it's noticing that interest and following that interest and being open to the children adding to it, being open to changing it. Because, you know, every story basket I make, and I've made over 250 of them, everyone doesn't work. And that's okay because I'm learning and the children are learning. And so you're engaging them. And I also, I get on fads of things I really like, but then I 
put it out for a child and they're like, oh, not really. And so it's great. It's a, it's a whole process of, of learning and co-constructing and, and being part of a story itself, really. And what a great idea to introduce the materials first to them. And then as you see them super excited and engaged, then to bring up a conversation like, oh, hey, I think I have a book that we might be able to talk about this subject. You guys want me to get it out? Of course, they're going to be super excited, right? Definitely, definitely. And then also observing the books they're really interested in. That's the starting point. Oh, they're really interested in this dinosaur book. So what can I put in a story basket in order to engage them more, to support that play, to support friendships with others, to support how they're feeling? Maybe it's a way to settle them. Maybe it's a way to calm them. There's just a whole array of different ways that you can use a story basket. That's awesome. Now, you said you've made over 250. I bet there's a few of your favorites. Could you think back on one that just particularly comes to mind? And would you mind sharing what you put in it and what book you had with it? So the interesting thing is what my particular favorites aren't what particularly are teachers' favorites. So the number one favorite for teachers is the Very Hungry Caterpillar. Okay, so every child, every home, every preschool has it. But actually having the different items to be able to touch and play with just brings it to life. So that that would probably be the number one that teachers always ask for and always want. My favourite one would probably be Our Babies. Now, there's a few New Zealand ones, but if I mention those, you may not know those books. But Our Babies is probably my favourite one. And the reason being is you can have a variety of different owls and different textures, but there are so many levels to that story to invite children in. And I find it is one of the best ways to settle and soothe children. And in these times, you know, when things are difficult, be it a holiday or all the other things that are going on in the world, we need something to be able to soothe and settle ourselves. And so do children. So our babies probably would be. So I've made that several times. I've made that with felt owls. I've made that with pig doll owls. I've made that with soft toy owls that were in the um, home or in the early childhood setting. I would create in the basket a nest. So I would use different textures. I've used sticks. I've used felt. I've used corks. All sorts of things to create that uh, nest feel for them. I've also done spoons. All sorts with our babies because I love it, but also children really love it, really connect and can really explore how they're feeling if, say, mum's left them and and or things are going tricky at home, etc. So, yeah, our babies is probably one of the um, of my favorites, definitely. I love that. So, the very hungry caterpillar, a very favorite for our preschool teachers. Your favorite is owl babies. And I am clarifying because it's the owl as the animal. (laughs) So, I think it's a a language thing. When I heard it, I thought originally our babies, like Ah. our babies. (laughs) I get you, get you. Animal owl babies. Yes, wonderful. And I think just the textures, like you said, the textures, the bringing the outdoors indoors is wonderful. Now, let me clarify one last thing before we go here. You had originally talked about maybe not telling the whole story before you give them the basket. Is that correct? Because you wanted to have them be able to do their own play and not necessarily have to, you know, follow a regimented story. Could you clarify that for me? So 
I think when we're talking about role modeling, so I would I was more talking about not showing them how to use the story basket, a bit like process and product. So it's about their process of retelling the story. I would definitely tell the story book, but I wouldn't necessarily model exactly how. Well, this is the owl baby and the owl baby's going away and mum's sad and, you know, that kind of thing. I wouldn't give them the, the language of how to do it because that's theirs. That's the opportunity for them to extend their language, their thinking and all those different areas. So that, that's what I meant about, yeah, sharing the book. I love that. And process versus product, we all are familiar with that one. So thank you so much for helping our preschool teachers know how to bring these stories to life and help our students to retell them and deepen their understanding of different topics. What a great idea. Now, you did mention you have a membership. Where would you like everybody who is listening to this, if they want to continue with you and find out how they can create their own beautiful story baskets, where should they go? I have a website, this is why I teach ECE.com, and there's a wait list. So I only open the doors, it was twice a year, but now it's four times a year. So if you go along and you just put your name and your email address there, I will um, send you a message to say, oh, I'm excited you're on the wait list, and I'll keep in touch with you so that you can be ready to join us in Story Basketeers. That's right. So if you would love to go create your own story basket, she has an amazing seven-day challenge you can go join as well as get into her Story Basketeers membership. Just go to thisiswhyiteachec.com and you'll be able to find it there. Again, Michelle, thank you so much for being on our Preschool All-Stars podcast. You're very welcome. And I hope you all try Story Basket and become as passionate as I am. I love that. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Preschool All-Stars podcast. If you want to learn more about how you can create your own successful preschool so you can stay home with your kids, create a consistent income, and make a difference in children's lives, then be sure to head over to joyanderson.com to pick up your free copy of my book, Start Your Preschool. It has over 300 pages and teaches you how to create a successful local or online preschool. The book is free. All that I ask is you help cover the cost of shipping. Again, go to joyanderson.com to get your free copy of my book. Until next time, keep serving, keep teaching, and keep growing. We'll talk to you soon.